0: Two things today in Inside Indiana Sports, now with Sterling. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to kind of explore a potential film treatment for the 2022 Colt season. We're going to talk about the ebbs and the flows, the three acts of this. There will be a great hearkening back to the film network that will involve Rodrigo Blankenship. We're going to talk about uh, the great Sam Ellinger. Riding in and saving the day for the Indianapolis Colts. A story of redemption. And then we're going to have three possible endings. Well, really two possible endings. But one of them uh, has like an extra bit of ending that will be a nice twist. Then we're going to have a guide for your enjoyment of the rest of the 2022 season. As we embark on the on the next 11 weeks. We're only seven weeks in. We've got another 11 weeks of drama with this team. We're going to talk about how you can best enjoy it. Like I said, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Thursday, October 27th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR.com slash Kent. Sign up your initial deposit. They will match with a free play bonus up to $2,500. It'll be 150% of your initial bonus. How about that action? That's great action. All right, hit the subscribe button. Tomorrow we will reveal what is in the Golden Prize egg. You could win that if you subscribe and you like the videos this week. And uh, hit the like, right? Ring the bell. So anytime we go live... And we do, we go live. We don't do these canned. This is not like put together and edited. This just me talking about stuff, about the Colts primarily, a little bit about Indiana basketball, but none of that today. All Colts today. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. But today is more about what this is going to be, this film and this treatment that I may or may not pitch to major motion picture studios All right. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone Or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. This is kind of the treatment, the guide. All right, the first act. Here's what we open up with we open up with a darkly lit conference room. It's Jim Ursay, it's Chris Ballard, it's Frank Reich. And Jim Ursay says, I cannot have this, gentlemen. This Wentz fellow, we cannot move forward with Carson Wentz. We're going to have to find someone else to lead this franchise from the depths of mediocrity to the heights of greatness. Reich and Ballard will look on in awe, jaws agape, as they consume Jim Irsay, not just his words, but his passion for the Colts' product. Then... We, uh, we cut to Frank Reich telling Carson Wentz he's going to have to leave, followed by a little bit of uh, comic relief as they bring in Matt Ryan and they tell him that he will, uh, that he will be the next quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts and they are committed to him, not just through the 2022 season, but through the 23 season as well. Matt Ryan looks on dumbstruck as Frank Reich describes the greatness of the offensive line in the running game and how Matt Ryan is the last piece of this juggernaut offensive puzzle. Matt Ryan, jaw agape. He happily consents to be a part of the trade to bring him to Indianapolis. Shaquille Leonard, we find he's kind of a minor player at this point in in the uh, drama. He's changing his name from Darius to Shaquille, and he's going to have back surgery. So this is bad news, but it's a minor plot point. Then Reich says, uh, in an aside to a media member, because we can't have the whole media in, you know, in a room, so we're just going to put Zach Kiefer in there. He, he's a good-looking guy, or it could be Stephen Holder, either one of the two. And uh, puts his arm around him and says, I'm not going to tell you exactly how we're going to run our offense, however... If I owned a fantasy football team, I would draft Naheem Hines in the early rounds. We are going to feature Naheem Hines. All right, act two. That's the end of act one. Things are hopeful at at the end of act one. Kind of like they've overcome their adversity. They're embarking on an upward trajectory. And then act two. There's something wrong as training camp opens. The offense is behind the defense. The defense looks good. It appears that Matt Ryan is not the final piece of the puzzle for an offense. It simply doesn't work because he can't throw the ball deep anymore. But in the preseason games, we see Sam Ellinger come off the bench in the second half. Sure, with the third unit and against third units. But there's an electricity in the building in Lucas Oil Stadium because we've got location costs that have got to be managed. All of the preseason games are going to be played at Lucas Oil Stadium. We are not going to travel and shoot in extra locations. We've got to keep an eye on the budget, unlike Chris Ballard, who, as uh, the second act comes to a conclusion, signs the gargantuan left tackle, the great Quentin Nelson, to an uh, a, a $80 million extension with $60 million guaranteed that is going to set his family up financially for generations. Sure, it's good news for Quentin Nelson, but is it good news for the Indianapolis Colts? At any rate, during these preseason games, Ellinger electrifies the crowd. When he comes in, you see the goosebumps. Close up on the goosebumps of the Colts fans' necks, that guy, that boob that wears the glasses and the, the big giant headdress and all the, like, spikes coming out of his shoulder. The one small piece of skin that is showing, that is exposed under his somewhat buffoonish costume. You see the goosebumps as Sam Ellinger takes the field, runs, he passes, he, he throws it. He throws a backwards pass. He receives a pass. We've got we've got dramatic license, so he receives a pass. He is doing everything, and the crowd is chanting his name at the end of the last preseason game, and then we cut to Sam uh, to uh, Frank Reich, who says, "No, Sam Ellinger is not going to play. He is not going to be the backup. He's not going to be the starting quarterback. He is going to open the season on the active roster." Not on the practice squad. They aren't going to waive him. However, he's not going to dress for games. And that is, uh, well, uh, Act 2 continues in Houston. So Act 3, here's what goes on in Houston. We know what goes on in Houston. It's a tie. The Colts are down by 17 in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan leads them back from the dead They tie the score. They go to overtime, a 42-yard field goal attempt by Rodrigo Blankenship, and he misses, flies home. We see he's disconsolate on the plane. He knows what may be coming. He is summoned into Jim Ursay's office, dimly lit again, conference room, green, kind of those those office green light uh, shades, And Jim Irsay stands at the end of the long conference table and he says, he says, you have meddled with the primal fortunes, forces of the NFL and I will not have it. Blankenship packs a bag, tears streaming down his face behind his spec, his rec specs and he gets into an Uber and drives away, never to be seen again. That is the end of Act 2. Act 3. Uh, Act 3 is uh, now Matt Ryan, uh, mistreated, certainly, in, uh, in Atlanta, misunderstood. He is continuing as the quarterback. And we have uh, Matt Ryan founder. Periodically, and we cut away, and we see Sam Ellinger in street clothes, and you see in his eyes, there's a man. This was just me. There are those moments in the in the uh, in the film, and then uh, suddenly it it, it kind of it wobbles a little bit. This we gotta flesh out the, uh, the, the, the this opening part of Act Three, all right? Because there's some wobbles. They win against the Chiefs. They win against the Broncos. They lose twice against the Titans. And we cut to the suite with Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is furious. His lips pursed. Very, very upset. Uh, Colts, they lose to Jacksonville 24-0. And then the end of Act 3, here's what happens. All right, and here are are a couple of different endings in in Act 3. The first one is uh, the Capra, Frank Capra-esque story. All right, Reich, Ballard, uh, they redeemed. Ellinger leads the team to the playoffs, and everybody rides into the sunset together. It's kind of like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, but it's Mr. Ballard goes to Indianapolis, right, or Mr. Reich goes to Indianapolis. Ellinger, the lever that serves to redeem Reich and redeem Ballard, that's the first ending. We're not sure how that's going to test. Then we've got the Eugene O'Neill ending, all right? This is Ellinger Founders. Has tremendous difficulty, all right? Um, the Don, thank you for the donation. Does it have a happy ending? Well, it depends on your your perspective. Uh, should we go with the first, the Capra? Capra movies always have a happy ending. It's a wonderful life. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. They're all stories of redemption. They're wonderful, all right? But this Eugene O'Neill, Eugene O'Neill ending with Ellinger foundering, uh, the team collapses. The curtain comes down just after the third meeting headed by Ursay, with Ballard and Reich, where they are both fired, dispatched from the building, and get into their own individual Ubers. But the bonus ending is this. We get rid of the Ubers at the end for Reich and Ballard. And they get into a 1966 Ford Thunderbird just like the one that Thelma and Louise had. And they drive out of the Colts complex, down 465, and they're speeding. And cops are coming after them because they're speeding and they're not pulling over. They get off on 82nd Street. They come all the way down 82nd Street to the point where it turns into 79th and they take a left on Fall Creek. They drive another three, four miles, although we don't see the whole three or four-mile drive. They get to the Geist Bridge, just past Eddie's and Wolfie's and that whole area. And suddenly, Ballard looks at Reich. Reich looks at Ballard. They join hands. Ballard at the wheel, knifes the car left, off the Geist Bridge, into Geist Reservoir, curtain, the film ends. I, obviously, we got to work on the ending of the movie. Either of those endings, would one be more satisfying than the other? I think, I think the, the story of redemption would be more satisfying, but we got to see how these last 10 weeks play out. These last 11, 10 games, 11 weeks. How do they play out? We're going to find out, and we get to see it in real time. Not in a movie, but in a series of 10 three hour vignettes that cobble together, are going to show exactly what this team is made of and how they respond to adversity and how they either redeem themselves or drive off the Geist Bridge. Sadly, we don't get to bring uh, Rodrigo Blankenship back. Unless McLaughlin goes haywire and starts shanking kicks and they bring in Rod for uh, uh, another couple of scenes late in the movie, eh. Again, we're workshopping. All right, how do you enjoy these last 11 weeks? Here, here's what you got to do. You got to temper expectations. You must. Look, to think that Sam Ellinger is going to come in and all of a sudden be like fourth-year, fifth-year Tom Brady, no. The first two games that Tom Brady started, first one he was 13th of uh, 23 for 168 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a sec- and one sack. Second game, 12-24 for 86 yards and four sacks. So it, cla- it came slowly even to the great Tom Brady. The defense is going to be as important or more in beating Washington. So don't heap all the praise on Ellinger when the Colts beat Washington because the defense is going to have a hell of a lot to do with it. And repeating that in Foxborough, putting those expectations on Sam Ellinger is just unfair at this juncture. Uh, Believing that Reich did not co-sign this does not mean anyone hates Ellinger, especially not me. I don't hate Ellinger. I don't want him to fail. Why do people think that in the comments? I have no idea. I am absolutely baffled by people. I don't hate him. I like him. I talked to him. Was it a week ago today? Yesterday? I talked to him for a few minutes. He's a great guy. You hope for the best. He looks a little bit like Jordan Spieth. I hope he is to the NFL, as Jordan Spieth was to the PGA Tour when he first came on board. I hope the Colts do a better job in the future of managing expectations. To have your owner come out and say the goal is to win multiple Lombardi trophies this decade is crackers. Don't do that. Don't put that on your players because anything short of that is failure. That means winning one Super Bowl, which is really hard. And in 39 years, we're going to assume this is not going to be a Super Bowl championship team. In 39 years, the Colts have been able to win one Lombardi trophy. So to say your goal is to win two over the next 10 kind of diffuses the building of any kind of opportunity to have fun doing it. Because if they only win one, they fail. What are we doing? Uh, Blaming one for the sins of the many? You know what, that is a human thing to do, but it's absolutely wrong. To blame Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger the next 11 weeks, to blame either of those guys for all the slings and arrows that the Colts catch is just absolutely wrong and it's bad behavior and it's not accurate. This was not just a Matt Ryan problem. This is a problem that crosses all boundaries in that building, from ownership to general managerial mischief, to coaching, to playing, to the offensive line, to the receivers, to the running backs, it's everywhere. The special teams with missed kicks, it's everywhere. And you know what? Seven weeks ago, where were we? We were talking about the Colts being AFC champs and winning a Super Bowl. We got 11 weeks left, 10 games left, 11 weeks left. The next one coming up in about 72 hours from right now. What is this going to bring? I don't know. But let's have a hell of a good time watching and experiencing it and, and not yell at each other, not bark at each other, not accuse each other of, of being bad fans for the love of God. How do you do that? Let's be supportive, yet honest, and and let's look at the Colts while rooting for them with, with an eye toward reality. That's an idea. Should we do that? I think we can. The movie. I, I got to talk to Angelo Pizzo because I'm missing an element to the movie. Maybe there's got to be a love interest for Ellinger. I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody, you know, there, there is some kind of an issue for a, a character that... Like we don't anticipate, the kind of that Shakespearean thing, the guy over there who's doing the crazy business. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You have some ideas, Sharon. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. We will talk to you then. I can't wait, as always. Until then, subscribe, like. You could win what is in the golden prize egg.